Hey everybody, welcome back to the Jesse Nyberg podcast. If you're here on the YouTube, hit that like and subscribe, rate and review on iTunes. Uh, today I'm really excited. We have a guest here, Ed Rika. Been talking to this dude Hi. a little bit on Instagram and stuff. He has a very unique style and I'm excited to talk to him. So how are you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm really excited to be here as well. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here because, you know, we talked, like you said, quite a few times like we had the whole group chat going on but we never mm -hmm. actually spoke like live and yeah. i remember like a couple months back i think might have even been either early this year or last year when we actually were like hey let's get on discord like a, a whole bunch of us and just talk and we never did so i'm really happy <laughs> to like yeah i know that was as cheesy the... as it sounds to connect with you guys <laughs> yeah for sure we had that that was like in our NFT craze when we were in that group yeah. chat and everyone I'm was... I'm trying uh, to get back into it though right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, for me, I felt like it, there's definitely like, it, I, I very quickly realized there's type of people that are perfect for it and then other people that should just not do it, you know, including yeah. myself. I mean, I had like a switch in my style of my style in the beginning when the whole like NFT craze started. That was, I would say, like, if I'm being completely transparent right now, a, was a bit unnatural. Mm -hmm. I was trying to get into that whole space. But then when I actually started doing that stuff, you know, um, I felt that it was actually the thing that I really wanted to do. Yeah. So that's how I kind of, I feel like transition almost from like being strictly a graphic designer to more of like a visual artist slash graphic yeah. designer. I was like, I felt like with NFTs, it was like I had to make something and then try to like Frankenstein it into having motion somehow. Yeah, or some yeah. Shit. <laughs> motion. Like, why do you need motion? I feel like now the space is a little bit more chill. Um, yeah. Because, you know, all of the people who are in it just like because of FOMO are kind of mostly gone. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you still have people who are just doing it for like, they think that they're going to make a lot of money. But, mm -hmm. you know, I think for the most part, it's a lot more like slow paced right now. And actually, I think it would have been pretty easy to predict um, who the people would be that would actually stick it out. And like, you know, when I, yeah. I open Twitter, I don't use Twitter that much, but I open Twitter and I see all the same people. And I was like, oh, you know, if you asked me six months ago, who would still be doing it? I could have told you it would be those yep. people. And I was mostly accurate. Yeah, I agree. And I kind of ruined my Twitter with that shit too. I had to go mm. in and kind of unfollow yeah, you all gotta, the like, you don't NFT have to people. You to to see me shilling my shit, man. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good, but shilling so what, is what, such a stupid like. What have you kind of been up to uh, lately in the past month or so? Um. Yeah, I actually, I feel like I'm kind of shifting my focus um, more to being like doing really good work for the clients that I'm working with right now. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, couple months back i was really like focusing on instagram a lot but now i'm just kind of trying to maintain it i would say yeah um, and in the because it all happened so fast for me the whole instagram thing like i started and i just gained followers and like still to this day my brain like hasn't caught up to the reality <laughs> of me like having like a good chunk of followers yeah um so you know i've been trying to kind of yeah, I, I was preaching in the beginning, like I was like, you know, you got to get on Instagram, you got to get on socials. But the more time passes, you know, I see that a lot of things are actually very, you know, very much decided by the algorithm and everything like that. So, yeah, um, I'm just trying to kind of branch out into different platforms. And a lot of annoying things just keep happening with Instagram. You know, mm -hmm. Zuckerberg just, he just does not love us that much. They're trying and to be it all too. They're trying to do everything and they're yeah, not they're doing trying to anything do everything, right. But they don't have their basic functions down almost. It seems like, you know, yeah. today, like even today I log in and I like, I, I posted uh, a couple hours back and I get a bunch of comments and I always reply to them. And today was the first time I was trying to reply to the comments and I got like, please try again later. Like we try to protect users from like spammy behavior or whatever and i'm yeah. like i'm just trying to say thank you it's yeah i don't know my, on my under my own post it's not like i'm you know trying to promote something right. under someone else's like work the way they run the whole platform 
it kind of because they're trying to add in all these different features that other apps use and it kind of reminds me of like when a game like a video game has problems and instead of addressing the problem in the game they just keep adding more like downloadable content and ways to make money or or they fuck up the first like uh the first game and then they just disappear for a couple years and then they come out with a second uh like a sequel to the game and it's trash yeah exactly and i just think they need to get back to the roots because yeah i don't know you're you're right though when it comes to the like diversifying i've realized slowly that you can't rely on like a platform like i have youtube instagram twitter and i I need to give more attention to all of them instead of focusing on just one heavily you know yeah because you know what if it just disappears one day like honestly if i'm you know if we were trying to predict something i would say that instagram is just gonna like it's probably going to die slowly, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion. Yeah, I think uh, if any of them were to next, I could see that one out of like the big five or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think is the next like big platform then? <sighs> I mean, I, I knew TikTok would be big. I could tell when it first came yeah. out with like the way that the younger kids like were using it and how it was like popular it was. Yeah. And so that's like, you can't, that's not really a prediction anymore. It already happened, but yeah, I haven't really, anytime there's a new thing I see like getting promoted, like, Oh, this is like, they always lead it where they say, this is like this. And it's, it's kind of like, if your things like something else, it's probably not going to succeed. It's just like another Twitter or another Instagram. And yeah, I remember someone even like, I get emails, you know, sometimes people asking me to promote their stuff or trying to license images or something. And they're like, this platform is exactly like Pinterest, but better. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, there has to be more to it for me to be actually interested. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think everything's just, especially with TikTok and stuff, you've, I've realized that it's just, everything's video. Everyone's wanting to do video. I think the, the more we get into this like shorter form, like content, like have to grab your attention stuff, the farther away we're going to get from still images because people are going to yeah. be so like, they're so desensitized. Like they need like so much stimulation to look at every second, you know? Yeah. And some days, you know, I even feel envious uh, of the people who have content that just like kind of similar to um, when the NFT started. Some people just continued doing the work that they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, like Malavita, for example, you know, has right. work that just fits the space. And then she can also animate it and it fits video. And, you know, a bunch of uh, 3D artists are just like, it, it just works well for them to kind of transition into any space that mm-hmm. they want. Whereas like you and me, you know, we're doing mostly like 2D or like uh, still stuff. So right. it's hard to like, you, it's, it takes like extra work if you want to, um, hop on the video platforms mm-hmm. so it's not like you can just kind of put your work up there you know because you would be posting it anyway you just go right. on tiktok and you post it like for us we have to think of something like you know maybe like a time lapse or a tutorial right. or something if you want to get into that space which you know is a lot of extra work and sometimes you just don't have the time yeah it's definitely easier when the medium you create in already caters to like the trend rather than having to try to like force fit whatever you're doing into like what's cool right now for sure um i think like you've definitely speaking of like you're saying the stuff we do you definitely kind of solidified your style over the when I first started following you and now it's kind of switching up a bit, but how long do you think it took you to kind of hone in on like all the type of gradient stuff and things like that, that you yeah. do? Uh, well, if I'm being completely honest, I still don't feel like I have like mm-hmm. honed in on anything or that I like have a fixed style in place that I'm not going to mm-hmm. change. Cause you know, I have days sometimes where I wake up and I open my page and it's like, this is not what I want to be doing. And then mm-hmm. other days, you know, uh, I just feel really good about it. And if you want to like be sure about something like this, you have to really keep track whether, you know, it's actually what you want to do and whether it's coming from like your like thoughts and your ideas or if it's just nice comments and a lot of likes, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It can definitely like 
be difficult to um, distinguish between like clout and staying true to yourself. But mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, um, in, when I kind of started um, working with the 3D figures, I really felt like that that was the thing that I wanted to do. And then everybody started doing it. I know I wasn't necessarily like the first person to do it, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it felt like, you know, I really just kind of doubled down on that style. And I just started whipping up those pieces every day for yeah. like a couple of months. And now everyone's doing it. And that's what, you know, um, now I have like, two options you know i i either like own it completely and i'm like i i double down even more mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> if that makes sense and i just start um kind of translating that into many different like mediums mm -hmm. um that particular style or i kind of um move away from it and start doing something else which you know inevitably you still have people who are gonna try to emulate it in some way so I'm just yeah. at the moment trying to figure that out. And, you know, the, the past month or two were kind of slow for me, like with posting, because, you know, I feel like I really like the stuff that I'm doing. And then I just have days where I'm like, no, I need to take some time off and like reevaluate. Mm -hmm. So I just been kind of adding new elements or just trying to switch it up a little bit, not too much, but, you know, uh, I think, I have almost like a running joke with uh, a couple of friends in the, the community here that I keep reinventing um, my style every couple of months. Like it's it's almost yeah. very obvious if you look at my profile. Sometimes you just scroll and you see like something completely different mm -hmm. for like, you know, a grid of like Nine uh, or four, or four or 12, like, yeah, <laughs> uh, rows. Yeah. for a couple months and then it's completely like different and then that lasts me like another few months and then it changes again so i honestly don't know what that's gonna be but mm -hmm. yeah it's more stable now than it has been like ever um in that one year that i've been active on insta so yeah and i think uh what you're saying about like the gradient stuff and specifically like the humans and like the figures, how it's become a trend. I think the fact that if you are doubling down on it, once that kind of isn't like the coolest thing anymore, it'll show yeah. that you were there before, during and after you didn't just like, it, you yeah. don't want to get mixed up with the trend, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. Cause sometimes I do get salty about that as well. Like I, I believe I've posted on my story before I was like, you know, I've been doing gradients before you started doing gradients and I'm doing them now and I'm going to do them like when you stop. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously I can't, you know, just, I'm a little bit more careful now with making actual statements like that because I right. don't even know what I'm going to be doing a month from now, if I'm being honest. Yeah, you don't want to trap yourself. Yeah, I don't want to trap myself, but. How do you yeah. feel about that becoming like, I guess like a meme for lack of a better uh, word. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I feel like, um, well, I don't feel offended by it or anything. Cause all of the people who are, um, like picking at it are all of like, uh, our even mutual friends, I would mm -hmm. say. So it's kind of fun. And, 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 you know, I had a couple of them just message me after that and be like, you know, um, just to let you know, this is not about you. Like your stuff is actually good. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it does feel uh, pretty bad sometimes. But mm -hmm. also at the same time, like, I feel like a lot of the graphic designers are very tunnel visioned and like very focused on creating content to please other graphic designers. Whereas mm -hmm. I'm just like, why are you mad? I have like a bunch of regular people who like my work and, you know, people who are, were like previously not interested at all in like graphic design that are now like interested in it you know that's a actually a really good point i think uh we get so mixed up with like since the internet came out it's like we've turned our audience into like our colleagues or whatever you want to call them mm -hmm. rather than you, you the it is really a compliment when the people that don't know anything about design or art admire your work because that means that you gave them like it, it was accessible in that way and you gave them like an entry point into this world. And yeah. I think we get all like kind of pretentious about it, you know, like, oh, that's not 
like complicated enough or like yeah. design theory enough or anything like that yeah i mean it was the same thing with the plastic covers and everything else you know a couple of years back or even last year i just feel mm-hmm. like you know right now with this style that i'm doing people try to boil it down to like a very specific formula mm-hmm. um gradient plus 3d human figure plus mildly spiritual quote equals like this you know but then mm-hmm. you see someone trying to replicate it and it's honestly a lot of the time not close to like what i'm doing yeah and i feel like i try to um like add new elements into it and i keep trying to improve it all the time um but yeah just i don't think that you know a lot of the stuff that people say is actually like true about Mm. it because it's a bit more complicated than that yeah i think that whenever there's something that i guess gets like um adapted from other sources it's always going to get like muddied down and kind of bastardized into like its simplest form to work because like like with the plastic you mentioned like when black market and all them first started doing that like objectively it looked fucking cool there's no one you can't say that didn't look cool that's why everyone copied it you know but then once you use the same shitty like you put a vinyl texture on a poster that's when it started to get kind of silly you know yeah people and people just like they remember one thing like you mentioned black market you know and they have a bunch of uh, presets like the textures and stuff Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes I like texturize my work in a certain way and someone messages me or comments and they're like, are you using X from black market? And I'm like, no, (laughs) this is just like something that I did on my own, you know? Yeah, Um, yeah. But yeah, but, you know, um, everything else aside, like there is some truth to the formula that people are trying to create for the stuff. And like, I feel like no one ever none of the designers ever admit that mm-hmm. some of the things at least uh you know small part of the stuff that you post and do um you're doing it with a goal to grow your audience you know yeah. and i have noticed without a doubt and i can be completely transparent about it that if you uh, make your work based on a quote that is going to be relatable to a big chunk of normal people it's going to perform better because that's how it works. Mm-hmm. How else are you going to get out of a designer bubble that you have, you know, in Instagram? Um, you're, yeah. you know, you either do that and stall at like 10,000 followers mm-hmm. where you, you know, reach a point where you've exhausted all the designers on the platform who are interested in your work for the design aspect of it. And then you have to tap into, you know, the, rest of the audience which is millions on instagram and i don't see why you wouldn't want to do that you know uh mm-hmm. well for me like personally i'm not doing that um i didn't start doing that as a way to like grow my audience i the way that i started my work i actually started interpreting um paragraphs and chapters from books and this is mm-hmm. what i continued doing Whereas, you know, the people who are trying to emulate, it feels like a lot of the time they just type in a, you know, live, laugh, love quote and they Mm -hmm. pick the first one and they slap it on there. And I'm like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that is a good point, though, because uh, all the work that I've done, uh, I don't know if I had a goal to have it be like shareable or, or if it was like subconscious, but the ones that have, whether it be like a common thing that is like popular at the moment or has a quote that people think is relatable or it's like something uh, pessimistic that people think is, is yeah. funny. Those things get shared way more regardless of how good the actual design artwork is, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's very much like that in any industry. It doesn't even have to be design, you know, mm-hmm. if you're like an underground indie artist or an indie game developer. You'll have a small crowd of people who listen to your music or play your game, but yeah. until you try to kind of tap into the pop culture, you're, you know, in most situations are going to stay there. Yeah. Not to like, you know, under value or underappreciate like the 
indie community because that's like big but it's still really difficult to yeah like make well, the most um, of it one thing i wanted to ask you about is how is like the design industry and stuff and where you're from in lithuania right yeah i'm in lithuania right now well i mean i've had zero local clients okay. in my yeah um because i graduated in london um oh, okay did you go to school course. there in person or online yeah yeah in person the first um two years and a half and then i finished like online mm. but yeah um i don't work or have any plans to work locally to be fair because right. um you know it's a eastern european country on steroids like it's doing better than a lot of eastern european countries are at the moment we have good designers we have design societies but mm -hmm. then you get really excited about those design societies and you go on their website or something and you see that the last time they updated their stuff was like 2019 you know so you're like yeah i don't know i'd rather you know i don't see a reason to um just work strictly locally or anything like that yeah of i mean the not. stability would be good you know if you have like a full-time job but i'm fine freelancing you know i don't I, it's a, a lot more exciting too when you can work with people from where do a lot of your clients of are located in the u.s or western europe or something yeah a lot i think most of them are in the u.s i have yeah. like yeah like a 90 percent, i would say and then like western europe and australia or something that's nice though because you're living in Lithuania, you know, and if you're getting paid from someone in the US, you get to, you're able to stretch that money a lot farther where yeah, you're located. Yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. So, you know, it doesn't feel as um like yeah, there is less pressure to like mm -hmm. you know, pay bills or something because you can kind of save up a lot of money if you're not living like leading a totally crazy lifestyle which i'm not <laughs> yeah and if you like if we if me and you worked on the same project you know at the end of the day it would only i'd only be able to pay with x for x amount of stuff from it and maybe to me it'd be, i'd be thinking that was like all right but if i lived somewhere like around where you it would be like that yeah, was pretty good yeah. you know pretty good project mm -hmm. yeah i mean it is still like a lot of the things are still pretty expensive like mm -hmm. sometimes i just out of curiosity go on one of those websites where you can compare cost of living mm -hmm. like we're definitely we have low rent and stuff like that but you know if you go out you're still going to be spending a lot of money and you don't even know where it goes a lot of the time yeah. you're just like what the fuck um, yeah so you know shopping and stuff you know uh all of the big brands you know they have a consistent price um throughout the entire world so it's not that different but yeah rent, transport you can save on for sure so like uh you're talking about if it's like a grocery item that's like uh lays or whatever it's going to be the same price yeah. throughout the yeah yeah i never really thought about that that's a good point because if it's if you're they getting... adapt a little bit to like the you know whatever country it is but they can't completely change their price yeah what kind of freelance stuff have you been doing outside of obviously i just see you post on your stuff on instagram and we yeah talked a little i don't bit about share a lot of um i don't share a lot of the client work that i do and it's not at all because it's like not exciting stuff or anything like that i feel like mostly i work with uh musicians small musicians mm -hmm. and people dabbling in fashion um and these are actually the most exciting projects for me but i also work on more corporate stuff sometimes you know i have yeah. a couple of branding projects that i have going and those are fun too but you know i definitely always look forward to the um cover art or the mm -hmm. album artworks they're the most fun for me to do for sure. Do you do people that come to you for the more like artwork based stuff rather than branding and such, uh, yeah. looking for that style of things you post online? Yeah, it's almost like always um, people being like, hey, this is like a really nice piece. I want something like this for my, mm -hmm. um, you know, album or something like that. Yeah. But, 
um, which is a good thing because, you know, um, I, I've always heard people preach like, you know, post more of the work that you want to receive from clients. Yeah. And it's been absolutely true for me because no one asks me to do different stuff, like completely different to what I post because they know what I do and they come to me and they're like, you know, aware of what I do and they yeah. respect that, you know, particular style and they give you even more creative freedom a lot of the time because they're fine with it as long as it is in that vein. Yeah, that's I always tell people like when you're setting up specifically like Instagram, I think is a little bit more free. It's just the social media. But when you're setting up your portfolio, you should be only putting the showing the work that you want to do. If you're putting in stuff that you didn't like doing, even if it's a high end client or whatever, you're, people are going to end up coming to you for that same thing. And you're going to fall into a trap of continuously yeah. doing things you don't like, you know? Yeah, it just really depends what your priorities are, you know, at that time. If you're just trying to make ends meet, then obviously you'll do that. But if you, you know, are more kind of free to do whatever you like, then yeah, for sure. Like the best tip would be to just only share the work that your best work and the work that you like doing. Because like you said, if you put up a bunch of corporate stuff, but what you want to do is actually, you know, experimental, like, digital mm -hmm. art then no one's gonna know that you want to do that naturally they'll just come to you for the corporate branding do you not post uh the other stuff because it doesn't fit within like a, a theme or is, is that why um well to be fair i think a lot of people who visit or like find my page um they want to see consistency i feel like yeah and um if they see you know me doing the work in my style and then they see kind of something a little bit different they might be like oh i'm not sure what this guy is posting um mm -hmm. and then they might not want to stick around you know yeah um but yeah it's not that i don't like the work it's just that you know a lot of the time you also have people who have not yet released their album or something they don't want it leaked yeah. and then you know it's been like months and they've released it but you don't even know about it a lot of the time so you just kind of forget yeah. um but yeah i feel like also revisions you know <laughs> yeah sometimes you just uh are not 100 percent happy with it but your client is so there is that part of it too yeah and i feel like uh what you're saying about the when they're releasing it i've had some projects that are on like nda and stuff and by the time it comes out it's like almost been like over a year and i don't even know yeah. if i like I, i'm like i don't know if i even yeah. want to talk about that by now you know <laughs> i had this situation um last month where um, i finished up a project with like a fashion client mm -hmm. and um they were gonna do a photo shoot and everything uh, with the stuff that i created for them and um, they were like, okay, cool, we're done. Um, we're gonna get back to you um, 0622 or something. Um, and I was like, what do you, do you mean 0722? Because like 0622, June has already passed. They were like, oh, no, 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 we meant um, June 2022. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, oh, okay, so it's a year from now. Yeah, stuff just takes forever. I feel like a lot of times too, a lot of the clients I work with, they have like great ambitions and stuff, but whatever happens is like the business model or whatever it may be doesn't come to fruition. So it's just kind of like dead branding, you know? Yeah, yeah, that happens too. I feel like some of the, you know, clients even like, it seems like they lose passion throughout the project if it mm. drags on a bit longer. You know, or in the beginning, they're really excited. And then a month later, they're like getting slower to reply and give feedback. Yeah. Stuff and it's like, like that happens. If you're not excited already, it's going to be hard to go through all the bullshit of running a company or whatever it may be. Yeah, for sure. What kind of, um, how has like the Patreon stuff been for you? Are you still messing with that a lot? Yeah, uh, not a lot. I just kind of, um, I started following Elliot. Elliot is a cool guy. And mm -hmm. then um, I was like, oh, he's doing really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so I just thought, you know, what can I offer to people? And I just kind of set it up and I promoted it once. And then I promoted it maybe 
one more time a couple of weeks later and I didn't I kind of stopped promoting it I have like 15 to 20 people on it right now and you know I, I have um one-to-one chats with them um some of them weekly some of them monthly and it's really fun you know it really I feel like um helps me kind of speak about what I do because a mm-hmm. lot of the people have questions and it helps me realize that I can be helpful to people. Whereas, you know, if you're um, stuck in your like bubble or like I mentioned, if you're stuck in the designer bubble, you can feel like, you know, everyone's so talented and you can sometimes feel like um, you're not much better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. But then you have, um, you know, um, people who are trying to get into design come to you and you say like the most basic things and they're like, wow, this actually blew my mind. And like you share a resource that is very well known um, within like our little designer community. And they're like, wow, I didn't know about this. This is amazing. This is like going to change my entire, like the way I look at Mm -hmm. design, you know? That happened to me recently. So, you know how on, uh, I've been like dabbling with TikTok a little bit more and you know how you can reply to like a comment with a video? I did mm-hmm. that. Someone said, someone kept asking, like, I had like five or 10 on this album art I did. Like, where'd you do get that texture? Blah, blah, blah. So I made a video, like, this is where I get most of my textures. And all I did was, like, show my face, point my camera at the screen, show the three <laughs> the, websites. The, the classic. <laughs> yeah. And I showed yeah. the three websites and it got like t- almost 200,000 plays. And it was literally oh, just fuck. like black market uh, texture fabric and like, I don't even know whatever the other one was I showed and to us it's like shit that we hear about and see all the time but all these people were like you're a fucking legend and all this shit like thank you so much yeah because you know that's that's what I mean sometimes we're just so like stuck in our design community that we just forget that there is you know billions of people who are not designers that can Mm -hmm. be you know your potential audience as well I always think about that when uh, I always find it hard to think of uh, like tutorials or things to teach people because it's hard to remember things that you know now. Like it's hard to remember how you yeah. felt before you knew them. You know, you think everything you just is with just the common knowledge. Boop, and it's like yeah. it's done. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of presets, you know, you kind of make your process so efficient at one point that it's just very intuitive, you know. Um, especially like if you, if you've been using the software for Mm -hmm. a long time, sometimes you just have an idea in your head and you kind of almost know the exact steps or the exact software to use and how to like, you know, which buttons to press so that you get the almost like exact thing that you had in your head. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Like, I think that. I, I've talked about it before. It's like the Dunning Kruger effect or something like that, where you, uh, when you're a beginner, you think you know a lot and you really don't know oh, that yeah. much. And then the, as you learn more and get better, oh, you yeah, realize so that you don't know that much at all. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. Because you see some people online that are just starting and you could tell that they think they know everything and you're just like, ah, uh, yeah, you'll see one day once you run into a couple yeah, problems. Yeah that was kind of a thing that i felt like when the whole nft thing started yeah as well when everyone was like suddenly everyone's an amazing um 3d designer yeah um but then also at the same time you just download blender and you use it for a couple hours and you're like oh i can make this too you know yeah a lot of the stuff is very like stock as well so yeah sometimes the things that you don't know how to make just seem very intimidating and like difficult that's a good point i always look at 3d stuff and a lot of it's super impressive i'm not discrediting that but uh, i always thought that everyone like sculpted everything you know yeah i was like damn this looks hard and then i see like time lapses or something and they're just like pulling fucking shit from the internet and putting it together it's like a collage yeah the rigs yeah (laughs) the humans man i know all about that (laughs) I've been wanting to still get into it. I've been kind of talking about it forever. I just think that it's so hard to get into something new when you're still like so busy and trying to perfect things that you're already doing, you know? Yeah. And everyone I see that gets into 3D, it's like they don't ever come back. They like fall into it. It's like a 3D demon. And I never see them. Didn't you mention this in um, another podcast as well? Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I, I was relating to it a lot um, when I was listening to it. I feel like that's true. Um, it's because, you know, it feels like you're creating your own thing. And uh, I it's really difficult for me to, now to go back to like mm-hmm. doing, working with photographs or something. Yeah. Because I feel like I have so much more control over like the model and stuff. And in the beginning, I was using Baz. Now I'm using like a different thing. Um, it's like, yeah, I don't want to get into it too much, but I like my process is so efficient at this point mm-hmm. that, you know, I know exactly what I'm doing. And when I, you know, have the idea in my head, I can just kind of make it. Yeah. I think that that's good. And I feel like when I try to lately, I've been trying to get into a few different things because I felt for a while like the process I knew it too well that I was becoming like shortcutty and lazy and I would just like I knew that this is gonna take you know 10% of the time and it's gonna perform better online so I'd fall into that yeah but I feel like that's like again like a part of it is the feedback that you're getting from your Mm -hmm. designer community you know from the people who are like um hey you know jesse we know how you made this (laughs) do something different um and all of the designers you know you look at something and you're like oh this effect here you know this uh like asset back here and you just know where things are like coming from but uh, a regular you know non-designer or a beginner designer does not know that and that like being efficient at what you do if anything should be a good thing and not you being lazy you know if you're yeah, maybe efficient at like daily exercises, which is what, you know, posting on Instagram is to me, um, then you have more stuff to do great work for your clients for, you know, as an example, or yeah. to teach people how to do stuff. Well, now I feel a lot better about it. Yeah. It's, That's a good it's way good, to swing you know? it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not swinging it. It's true though. It feels like, it feels like I'm trying to like defend what we do, you know, but if you're, no, efficient, you right, you're just good at it. You have a point. It's like when you work with a client and they almost feel offended that you did it fast. Like they wanted it to yeah. like take longer yeah. or something. Which is why hourly rates designers listen up are kind of bullshit. Yeah. Unless <laughs> because, it's going to take you, know, you forever or something. Yeah. Cause you're kind of getting punished for being efficient, right? Mm -hmm. If you get it done in an hour and the client's like, wow, you did it too fast. So now I'm not going to pay you. Like, do you care about the work being done well? Mm -hmm. Um, And like exactly how you wanted it. And now all of a sudden you're going to be like, this, you did it too quickly. Yeah. (laughs) What do you mean? Do you not want uh, the service like to be provided to you quickly and as efficiently as possible? Do you want this project to drag on just sit months. there for for a yeah. week and then email it to them next week yeah yeah. i think uh it's true when i've worked at some uh so a lot of times i'll work for some agencies or some stuff more in like the like hollywood like movie type stuff and they usually pay by mm-hmm. like day rate and sometimes you'll go on site to the office or you'll work from home but they'll pay you for like eight hours let's say and the fact that they bought you for the day even if what you have is perfect they'll just make you fuck with it for like four more hours even yeah because they, they have feel to. like they're wasting money otherwise or something yeah you know the revisions honestly i feel like ruin a lot of good projects you know sometimes they're unneeded sometimes people hire designers only to act like they're the creative director or something you know? yeah i think um, that people feel like they have to uh get revisions or like like they feel like there's no way it could have been right the first time or something like that. yeah and then the designer you know charge who's like charging hourly or daily is kind of left feeling a little bit guilty is like i like unrightfully you know Mm because oh like i did it in an hour but now the the client is being kind of punished for that which is stupid just like fixed rates, fixed rates. <laughs> yeah. I always do fixed so rates better. unless it's something that is, uh, the only time I do hourly is like with the stuff I was talking about right now is a lot of times there's no end goal in that stuff. I'm creating to this, like just 
to this big thing, like I'm giving them ideas or I'm creating, they want me to give them 10 ideas for X, whatever we're working on. So the end goal is not going to be met during the time I'm there. So I'll work and it's just, they take my work and then they, they, they're going to do whatever with it. But when it's like independent projects, I'm doing freelance. I I, I agree. I think if you're not doing a flat rate, you're probably going to be the one at the disadvantage, not the client. Yeah, and either way, it's bad. You know, the clients at a disadvantage. It's not like a relationship that's gonna be lasting, like a you know mm-hmm. designer client relationship. So for sure, like if it's something more, if it's something that can be defined, you know, if you can define it, if you can define the deliverables, just do fixed rate because it's a lot better in my experience. Yeah. Do you uh, do you find that when you're pricing like? the projects that are more like corporate or like bigger branding systems versus like a one-off album art. Do you find that it's a, like, is your process different for pricing that stuff out? I always have trouble like thinking, you know, cause one's going to take a lot longer, obviously, you know? Yeah. It's difficult for me as well. I feel like, cause you know, um, a large, like the most of the work that I do is kind of, um, album art. So it's one, deliverable kind of mm-hmm. or you know like if you're doing art for a few singles you know or whatever it's and it's mostly two, just three digital deliverables. Right? yeah like and it's the front. thing and you know you send it over and then if you're doing revisions you're doing just that thing mm-hmm. so you know i think with projects that are longer and bigger you have to like um very clearly define with the client prior to starting the project like how you're going to be doing the revisions and how you're going to be charging Mm -hmm. um but still like if someone asks me oh can you let me know how you're going to be allocating your time towards this project i just give them the whole you know um (laughs) no like i don't know i can't ever accurately predict how long it's going to take me and then i basically tell them exactly like fully like transparently what i just told you you know um like um i don't want to be punishing you and i don't want to be punished for being efficient and usually or a hundred percent of the time so far in my short career everyone's been super understanding and they've been like yeah "Yeah, that totally makes sense and i you know respect and and understand your process i always give myself like a few extra either days or weeks, whatever the relative time is that that way, if it's early, it's good. And if you're on time, it's late in my head, but it's still good, you know? For yeah. The, what they say like, uh, under promise over deliver yeah. versus the other way around. It's uh, a lot better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but sometimes you gotta like, even if you've been slacking or busy with other stuff, sometimes it helps for me to send out that message. Um, to a client and be like i'll have this ready in a couple of days and Mm -hmm. then you're kind of committed to it so you have to get it done so sometimes that helps me as well you know yeah when you send that end of day message you're like fuck all right i guess yeah by the end of the day yeah and (laughs) then you know if you see like if you go back to the chat and you see that you haven't responded or something and you're you see your message from a couple days back and You've been like, by the, I'll send it over by the end of the week. And then it's like Tuesday the next week. You're like, yeah, hope clients are not, you know, watching this podcast. Do you think that with, um, kind of like you have like a pretty, you've built a pretty big following on Instagram. And I was wondering when you work with clients or even just posting your own work in your feed, do you feel that since you have this bigger audience now, like you have to live up to like some standard or some specific way of conducting yourself rather than before um to be honest it's been easier i would say now because i feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of the people who approach me right now they are a lot more respectful so i get less of like these people who are trying to um undercharge for the work that i do yeah that's good um because in the beginning it was like you're not a nobody but you feel like a nobody sometimes you're just Mm -hmm. like i'm just this designer there is a hundred other designers like that yeah and you feel a little bit insecure you know charging the price that you think your work is worth um but once you kind of get into it and you know the the best way to kind of make more money from it is to just even if you don't believe that your work is worth it to just kind of just i don't know 
double your rate or something and go yeah. from there and then once someone agrees you're like oh so other people think it's worth that so you just kind of keep going like this um and as you become more confident in doing that other people see it as well and then you know rather than being like what do you mean man like how can you charge me this much money yeah. for a single image they're like i'm sorry uh you know i don't have this kind of budget i have this much and then you can be like um yeah sure you know how is your deadline like if it's not super tight or if you agree to give me more creative freedom to work on this i can work with yeah. your lower yeah. budget and then they're super appreciative and super excited and you have an amazing like process you know because mm -hmm. you just get to do your stuff and the other person you're you're helping them out and they're excited and you're excited it's right. just amazing i always say like the more i'm getting paid the more you could fucking boss me around you know because yeah, if, it's, yeah. if it's a low paying project i don't want to do 10 revisions yeah but like on 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 the other hand you know the more someone pays you usually the more they're like yeah they're cool trusting if you die they're cooler and they're yeah. like whatever you know i paid you so i know that i trust you to do the, the stuff right yeah and when you when you pay a good amount of money for something and you put respect on like the exchange of like value and services you're more invested in it and like you're not gonna lag as much you're probably not gonna ghost people once you've already put the money down the line and instead of yeah the people on i've dealt with people i still deal with it i'm not out of yeah. the woods with this but where yeah like you said you tell them your rate and then they're like whatever like you fucking suck anyway or something yeah it's like all right man i was so salty about that in the beginning i just wanted to like screenshot everything and just put it up and be like block this person because they're <laughs> shitty <laughs> yeah but you know now i'm just like someone's like this price for what you're doing i'm just like swipe delete that's yeah it. you know I, I don't even look at it like you know uh, in the beginning i'd be like you know oh I'm, I'm gonna at least look at this message and not respond so they see that i've read it now i'm just like yeah I'm, I'm not giving it any time I'm just deleting it and it's funny because uh you're mentioning like when you up your rates or you start getting a uh, higher paying work as a artist or designer you that becomes like more like the standard and from then on you can move with those rates and i've noticed sometimes i get a project that's so good and such a high paying thing that i'm like hopefully these other ones can live up to that hype because like that was that yeah. was a really good project and Hopefully that, like you, you almost like anytime you get paid the most you've gotten paid, you feel like your thresh minimum threshold like raises for what you're willing to do. Yeah, you know for sure. But then you know I, I try to like yeah live up to that price and like keep working. Like yeah. keep only accepting projects um, if they're like at or above that price. But at the same time, I don't try to like be rude to people or reject people because they don't right. match the budget. I try to be nice to them. And those projects, you know, if I agree to take them on, if they have like a deadline that's completely undefined and I'm like, this sounds like a cool project. I'm just going to do it in my free time, even if it's paying less. Yeah. Because um, then a lot of the time, like um, in the beginning when I started working freelance, I was like, um, sometimes I got into this mindset of not accepting any lower paying projects where at, at one point i just had a few that were like um paying more but actually my schedule wasn't even like filled you know i had yeah. so much free time that i was like i could absolutely take on a few lower paying projects and be fine with it because yeah a lot of them are fun anyway in the end sometimes i'm like afraid to take on uh small projects not only not in just price but in what they are like let's say just a poster or just like a social thing because it's hard to price them to the rate i feel is fair because what the person's getting also is only just a one-off thing so they don't have they don't see too much value in it but sometimes i think like they're not worth it you know i'm not going to do posters or or commissions in that sense but then i realize i make them for free almost every day and i just put them yeah. online you know yeah and then you know with these projects when when the potential client is super appreciative you know you mm -hmm. get more freedom as well because they're like thank you for agreeing uh, 
to work with me on yeah. this and then you can make it some into something that you know you would be able to post because it's so close to what you do and what you want to be like showing to people mm-hmm. uh i was reading in a another interview you did i don't think it was the podcast i think it was like a written one and you were saying yeah. that you don't believe in creative block and i was wondering if you could elaborate on that a little bit yeah um i feel like a lot of the time all it takes is just to kind of sit down and start making something mm-hmm. like creative block you're not creatively blocked if you're able to do something you know even if you're it's not like up to your standards or up to whoever standards your little designer circle you know mm-hmm. um you're still making something and i don't think that's creative block you know creative block would be if you're depressed and you can't get out of bed and make something um mm. So I feel like, um, yeah, and a lot of the time people claim creative that they have creative block um, when they're not doing anything, actually. But as mm. soon as you start making something, 90% of the time, personally, you know, it turns out to be a really good thing. And a lot of the time, even better than what you've been making, like previously, yeah. when you thought that you were at your absolute peak a good point and i always find that when i feel like i have that block even if i get started and i run into an actual block on the way i'll save that file and then when i come back to it next time it feels like i already have like a head start you know it's already like halfway done and i can just go in there and i sat with it for a day so i can go in there and just like yeah shine it up a little bit or whatever it's good to do that sometimes i even like switch tabs or i just close my work for a while like an hour or two i go Mm -hmm. watch like an episode of uh, whatever series that i'm watching and then go back to it and i have this thing my girlfriend's also a designer so we both have this thing where um uh we make me uh, either me or her make something and then a couple hours later we're like okay let's look at it again and we look at it and if it still doesn't suck like four hours later that means it's objectively like acceptable Mm -hmm. (laughs) because sometimes you get so like especially if you're working on something for a few hours you know um you get so like tunnel vision in the like layout or whatever it is and you think that it looks good and then you see it like an hour later and you're like, what, what was I thinking? You know? Yeah. And sometimes I feel the opposite. Like it was good and I fucked with it for so long that it became yeah, bad, yeah. you know? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you have a lot of things in your head that are dictating like, you know, sometimes I find myself like not being able to stop like creating a poster because i feel like it's for example not detailed enough you know whereas Mm -hmm. like even even if i was happy with the result if i had an image and some type on there and i absolutely loved the way it looked i would just think like you know no way i can share this because it's not like elaborate enough but actually it was so much better in the beginning yeah i fell fall into that trap all the time and i think that it really is proof of what you were saying earlier. And when I think about that, I'm probably just thinking about like the other design people are going to think it's too simple. Not yeah. the, not the mate, like general audience, you know, cause yeah. you think like everything has to be, I don't know. I think we're just all like inherently like masochists. Like we, everything has to be hard <laughs> and like take a long time. Oh, yeah. you know? It's, it's really like difficult to, you know you constantly have to remind yourself that your audience is not just designers i even i made a poll like a couple months back i was like are you here you know for the design stuff that i do or are you here for you know nice images with like stuff that you relate to yeah pretty pictures and like (laughs) eye candy and stuff and you know it was about like half and half and then um a little bit more recently i made a poll like you know are you a designer or an aspiring designer and a lot of people just weren't so you have to Mm -hmm. remember that you know and if you want to get like obviously you don't always want to be thinking about monetizing everything that you do because then you know it's going to be harder for you to stay consistent with it right but you still can't neglect that you know and i feel like nobody almost nobody in in the designer circle is transparent that you know they're posting stuff because they're trying to market themselves because they're trying to get work 
because mm-hmm. they're trying to reach more people you know more the more people see their work the more opportunities they have yeah. which i don't know why everyone you know uh tries to always feel like a little cooked artist and they pretend, <laughs> pretend that they're like making stuff only for themselves like forever and if anyone doesn't like it they can just like leave yeah. you know with mm, I don't know about that. Yeah, if you really were just an artist making things for yourself, we wouldn't even probably know about it. It'd just be in your garage or wherever it yeah. may be. Yeah, I mean, not not necessarily, but, you know, a lot of the people are, like, a lot of the other things that they say and the way that they act clashes with, like, the persona that they're trying to keep up mm-hmm. online where they're, like, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do an experiment and I'm going to post it no matter, you know, whether people are going to like it or not. And then two days later you know you you see the same person being like uh this algorithm's so fucked up like no one cares about <laughs> my work and i'm like well it isn't that what you just said that you don't give a fuck about you know yeah it's interesting and i always fall into a weird feeling too where i want to market myself and be accessible to clients and people that are just admiring design rather than just designers but also with the YouTube and the podcast, I have this whole other brand that's like specifically for those type of people, you know? So it's, it's hard to, I have to just hope, hope that both people can tolerate the other side of it enough to stay yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess you do need some like carelessness, carelessness in there as well. Yeah. Cause you know, if you're going to cater to your audience a hundred percent, you know, then it might not work as well. Cause as a designer like as a visual person a lot of the time you might also know better what your audience wants to see than they know what they Mm want to see you know so you have to experiment you have to like evolve and build on top of your work but you also don't want to be pretending that you don't care about like engagement and stuff like that because like like you know if you don't why are you on the platform at all like i have a bunch of people or a couple months back you know i used to have a lot of people in the comments when i made a carousel post about social media and like performing as an artist on Mm -hmm. social media like half a year back or something and i got a bunch of comments being like you know hey like me or my buddy has been posting on instagram and you know my work is just um like it's unfair to people who do fine arts for example you know because you can't put possibly put out that much work and be like posting on instagram well don't post don't post on instagram then but then also if you want to be performing well you know on the platform you have to play the game like Mm -hmm. either play the game or don't complain about it and i'm completely transparent that you know i am playing the game i am thinking of how i can make my work more relatable all the Mm -hmm. time and I feel like there is no shame in that because, you know, uh, a lot of the people who are my audience are probably not even going to be watching this podcast, you know, <laughs> yeah. for example. Yeah. And, you know, we'll have our same, you know, 10 designer friends who are going to be going through the entire podcast. And, yeah. and then you'll have other, uh, you know, aspiring designers, but the people who share my work and the people who are, you know, going to be my clients are probably not designers or not in the space at all so they don't care and yeah. you know i i want to be a designer i don't want to be a broke artist <laughs> yeah yeah i agree and i think that it's good to think about all that stuff and what when people say that their stuff is like too elaborate or whatever to like post at a rapid rate it's like you don't have to like all the shit i do isn't like necessarily finished it's just finished for the platform you know like you don't have you can post there's a lot of different ways to create content outside of like finished you know works of art in that sense like i think people are too precious with it yeah process like you don't have to the shit that does better half the time is just like a picture of yourself with some kind of art or some shit you know yeah because people want to see who you are you know and i i usually reply to those people who complain that the platform doesn't work for them i'm like people probably want to see you fail to be honest you Mm -hmm. know people want to see you fail a little bit 
obviously you can't fail all the time because then people won't think you're credible but you have yeah. to fail sometimes so people have can be like you know it's a normal person like regular person doing it yeah and a lot of the time you know those same people who say that their work is too elaborate to like uh for them to be putting it out at such a rapid rate mm-hmm. um i feel like uh what they're actually doing is they're just they, they're completely like not willing to learn about the platform at all. Like if you just spend like some time, you know, uh, mm-hmm. trying to learn how to post and how to share your stuff in like a more optimal way, you would realize that you don't have to be putting out content every day or even every other day. You know, you could post once a week, you could show your process. Like I had a chat with the guy from my Patreon uh, last week you know mm-hmm. and he had a bunch of amazing work that he'd done and it was uh at his full-time job actually um and i was like this is great stuff uh now like listen you could just post all of this and twice a week for example and you would have content for like four months you know yeah and you don't even have to do anything and i'll think about all of the stuff they could be doing on top of that mm-hmm. so you know if you do an additional one thing per week you could probably stretch this out to like half a year of content without you putting in that much more extra effort because you're already doing the work just share it and don't be scared of like people thinking that it's not finished or something yeah yeah um that's good i think that i've been trying to do that a little bit more too because i get you don't want to have that pressure of like like if there's a week you don't want to do something i'm always grateful that i made more stuff the week before or whatever it may be because yeah. then i can just do you do relax. that do you like plan content i try to but because but i try to now because i started doing that around the podcast and the youtube i started planning out the episodes and the videos like a few weeks in advance so i mm-hmm. started thinking maybe i should do that with some of the instagram stuff but i'll plan out maybe half of it and the other half will just be like that day i did it and i'm like all right let's just put this out yeah, that makes oh, sense. Oh, my, my battery died. But um, the last thing I wanted to ask you was about, I've seen you talk a, a quite a bit about, I think, on Twitter and a few other things I was looking at online about, like, just mental health and taking breaks to, like, recharge and stuff. I was wondering, mm-hmm. like, how important that kind of stuff is to you and what do you, like, what causes you to want to take a break, per se? Yeah, well... First of all, I feel like I haven't taken nearly enough breaks, you know, (laughs) Um, but also, well, I feel like breaks for for me, like come naturally Mm -hmm. uh, where I feel a little bit burnt out, like not necessarily burnt out, but more like I don't feel like I'm doing exactly or putting out exactly the kind of work that I want to be putting out. Mm. Um, But other than that, I feel like... um, if you see me ever like not active on the main platforms mm-hmm. um it's probably because it lined up with like a real-time event you know a birthday holiday or something yeah um other than that i'm you know trying to stay sharp and i don't plan content um at all to be fair mm-hmm. i if you see me post something it's almost always the day of mm-hmm. like making it um because then i feel like i post something and then i see how it performs and i see if i like it you know the next day if i still like it um then i do more of of like that stuff whereas like whenever i try to plan stuff out the most i've done is maybe like three posts in advance or something like that Mm -hmm. yeah i don't go Um, too far yeah and um then sometimes you're just like i want to make something new but now i have these things to post and you know let's not let's not pretend that we don't care about our grid or something like that (laughs) and we do like if you if you post you know if you made a set of three that are kind of like in a similar vein and then you want to make something else and you post Mm -hmm. that in between and then you see that you actually prefer making something like the new thing that you did and then you have these other like things that you have yet like to post yeah I always, uh, when, when I first started doing the podcast, uh, when 
I mean, there's kind of been a, a slight resurgence around here, but when we were in like the main lockdown, uh, I was afraid of recording too far in advance because the, the way that what was going on fluctuated so much two weeks ago, we were like, good thing there's no more lockdown. And then the, by the time that podcast came out, it was like stage five yeah. or whatever, like can't even go outside. I didn't want to f- people to think that I was just like, I don't care about anything, you know? So yeah, I had to wait, be careful about plug that. plug in my laptop because it's about to die. I forgot to plug it in when we started. Yeah, you're good. Cool. Okay, we're good. Um, honestly, though, that was actually one of the last few things I wanted to ask you. One thing, though, I mm-hmm. wanted to do is, if you want to hear a little bit more, go over to the Patreon. We'll do a Q&A with Ed. But other than that here... Is there anything you want to plug or any last words you want to leave um, with the people? Well, to be honest, you know, everyone knows you can find me on one platform <laughs> mostly <laughs> yeah. on Instagram. Uh, but to be fair, like rather than, you know, plugging my Instagram, I'd like to plug my Twitter, which mm-hmm. is at uh, my full name, um, because I'm going to be a lot more active there. You know, speaking of branching out into different platforms, okay, cool. I feel like it's a lot more immediate. And also probably like, you know, don't hold me accountable, but maybe a week from now I'm launching my print shop. So, okay, that'll that probably be, be out then if it's when this yeah. comes out. If if he uh, hopefully if he if he did it, yeah, yeah, I'll go follow Ed. I'll I'll put his Twitter in the description and on the Jesse too. You know, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, uh, self plug as well. I'll put all this stuff in the description. And like I said, head over to the Patreon if you want to hear a little bit more and. I appreciate you talking with me, man. It was nice to finally Yeah, chat. it was really fun. You know, the time just flew by. It just felt like a really natural conversation. And a lot of stuff that, you know, I've also been thinking about, like, sometimes I just want to type something on my story but then or, like, tweet something. And I'm like, is this controversial? Is this going to get people mad? And I just delete it or I just don't tweet that, you know? Yeah. So this has been, like, really nice to talk about yeah. this stuff, you know, without, like, without having the option to delete some things yeah for sure yeah i think it's good good uh, form of conversation that way but like i said i appreciate it and we'll talk soon thank you everybody thank you peace out patreon bye